0: hey welcome back we're episode seven of the green room talks and for anyone who didn't tune in to the last episode the green room is a partnership between she is the music and the jed foundation she is the music promotes equality inclusivity and opportunity for women in music the jed foundation is a nonprofit for mental health and i have a link in my bio to donate so please donate anything you feel like you can and thank you dash radio for hosting this episode on your channel again Today, I will be talking to Pixie Law and Richard Wolf about the benefits of meditation on mental health. And please welcome Hannah Babbitt. This is her first episode with us. She will be moderating. She's just a badass in music, manages amazing producers and amazing songwriters. And she's also part of She Is The Music. So, um, again, welcome Hannah and hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Hi, guys. Hello. How's it going? Hey guys. <laughs> good morning. Well, I guess I should say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. So, yeah. <laughs> for everyone watching, Pixie is in the UK, Richard and Hannah are in LA, and I'm in New York. So, we're all on different time zones, but um, welcome to the green room, guys. I'm so happy you. you guys came you. Come on to the green room. It's so, this is our seventh episode. So, it's really exciting. Um, I'm hoping that summer holds up a little longer. So I continue the, the green background with the trees, <laughs> um, but yeah. So for anybody that's watching that hasn't watched before, um, the green room is partnered with Jed foundation, which is a nonprofit for mental health, which obviously is something that's super important to me. Um, and Hannah will put the donation link in the chat. If anybody would be kind enough to donate to mental health, cause obviously, you know, Something that we all deal with, and also especially during 2020, it's a very relevant subject. So, um, and then she is the music is also something that um, I thought would be really cool to include with the green room because I'm a very like female forward thinker, and um, she is the music represents and you know, obviously stands behind females that are trying to make a difference. So, you know, nothing against males, we love males, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway. <laughs> Welcome to The Green Room. Hannah, this is the first time Hannah's been on with us, so I'll let her take the the stage.
1: Welcome to The Green Room. Today we have Pixie Lott, award-winning singer, songwriter, and artist. We have Jenna Andrews, founder of The Green Room, also multi-platinum singer, songwriter, vocal producer, and executive producer for artists such as JLo, BTS, Little Mix, Benny, Noah Cyrus, as well as AR for Records and co owner of 27 Music Publishing. And we have Richard Wolf, author of In Tune Music as the Bridge to Mindfulness, host of the podcast Wolf in Tune, and music and mindfulness instructor at USC, along with being an Emmy Award winning composer, multi platinum producer, remixer, and songwriter, and CEO of The Producers Lab.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love that Hannah. That was great. Um, so no, thank you guys so much again for being here. And Hannah, Hannah is a boss herself, just to just to say she manages incredible songwriters and also is part of the She Is the Music movement, which is amazing. And it made so much sense to be doing this together. So I love that you're part of this, Hannah. And I love you. So anyway, um, so we can get on to um today's subject of meditation. Um I'll actually just open the floor to to Pixie. So what made you get into meditation Pixie?
2: Um thank you for having me on the green room this evening. Um so what got me into meditation? Um I guess I just started like hearing more and more about it and um when I was going through like a hard time I was googling you know what good things you can do, and meditation just kept popping up. Um, and I thought, why not give it a go? See if it's for me. You know, because n- not everything's for everyone. But I wanted to give it a go because it seemed easy enough. And um, so I just found a little place local to my flat, where I'm, where I am at the moment, and um, loved it. I just, I just started to do more and more of it. And I think after you do it, like over a period of time is when you start to realise the benefits. And I feel like it just really puts things into perspective. It just gives you clarity. Um, It gets you into a really good frame of mind headspace. And I just think that our brains and our minds are such powerful things. I think um, it's good to look after our minds. And, you know, everyone has different things that they do that help. Sometimes it is... Exercise for some people, um, you know. I don't know cooking for other people, um, but I just, I really, really have got into meditation. And because I felt the benefits of it, I want to help spread the word and
0: and help people um, get into it. That's really cool. I, I mean, I- like me, by the way. So I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating this episode just to soak in the benefits. So Richard, tell us how you got into meditation and when you got into meditation. I can't wait for this.
3: <laughs> well, it's a very long story, but I'll try to make it short. Okay. I've been doing a tango with meditation my whole life. I started when I was 17 years old, reading a lot of books about Zen and, and uh, Eastern philosophy. And I said, I'm 17. It's about time I get enlightened. So I went to a Zen center and I learned how to meditate Zen style. And I continued in college for one year, but I just wasn't very good at it. My mind would bolt in every direction. I could not sit still and and focus. And uh, various times in my life, I got into crisis. I tried meditation again, didn't work. But as uh, Hannah mentioned, I was uh, in the record business, working with a lot of um, great people and projects. But... um, I thought the stress levels were too too uh, rough, and it was a time when gangster rap, I was in hip-hop, hip-hop R&D. Gangster rap was taking over, and I decided I've got a young family. I want to move into something a little less stressful, which would be TV music. But that was not less stressful. It was, in fact, <laughs> a lot more stressful. And it culminated in a panic attack, massive panic attack. I was at the hospital. Um, I thought it was a heart attack, but it turns out it was a panic attack. And my therapist prescribed for me 10 minutes of meditation in the morning and 10 minutes of meditation at night. And when he said that, bells went off in my head because I had been trying to do this my whole life, but now I better learn how to do it. And so I started to really focus on trying to meditate. And I read something by a Tibetan animal trainer who said that training the wild mind is like training a wild animal. When you're leading the animal down the path, let's say a horse, the horse will want to investigate something, get distracted. You just gently bring the horse back to the path. And when I read that, I said, wow, this is like my life in music because I was not gifted with any discernible talent for playing an instrument, but I practiced. It was repetition. And when I made a mistake, I didn't beat myself up. I just said, okay, I'll do it over again. So when I had this revelation that, hey, Meditation is the same thing as music in terms of you do it, you repeat it until you get it that I thought, well, I can do this. And when it happened that I could do it, all these other connections between music and meditation came to the light. And I understood why people like Paul McCartney, Carlos Santana and Jay Cole and Kendrick Lamar and Alicia Keys all meditate.
0: Right. Wow. It's so, it's so, it's so crazy that you mentioned that this all came from a panic attack because I had a similar experience when I first got signed to Island Def Jam. Um, and, you know, I was like young and sort of like bright eyed, bushy tailed, like, oh, this is like my first record deal. And I, you know, seemingly it was really good and, you know, it should be a really exciting moment. But, you know, I guess all what I learned about panic attacks. Well, first of all, let me explain that basically you know, a week after that all happened, I was in West Hollywood and ended up like, com- like passing out and thinking that I was going to have a heart attack. Same, similar to you, had an ambulance, take me to the hospital, fully called my parents were like, I'm dying this whole thing. Um, and when I got to the hospital, the doctor was like, honey, you like you're just having a panic attack, which was so crazy. But when, you know, obviously I continued to have them after that. And, you know, it's interesting because I learned that panic attacks have no it's they only they they come they're not like necessarily coming just when you're going through something and maybe like a a number of events that have happened that just happen to escalate to the amount of the, the panic attack happening right now for instance you may think you're relaxed but then the panic attack just happens so that was something that you know um made me interested in in meditation as well but um but I have not continue. I haven't been the greatest at continuing in it, which is why I'm so happy to be doing this today with you guys because I want to actually learn more and how, you know, along with the people watching, I would love to just you know understand the ways that that I can use it and really be able to focus in it, you know. So, but it's interesting that panic attack was the thing that made you get into it. Um, do you feel like what are the bridges between music and uh, mindfulness? And why do you think they're important?
3: Well, um, the bridges, there's 12 of them. And it includes concentration, dedication. You know, musicians are dedicated. You have to focus on when you're working on a song. You're focusing on the song, not on yourself. But you want to make that song the best song possible. So all your concentration is on the song. Um, there's so many. There's um, mindful listening. You know, uh, being able to really focus in and listen without interpreting necessarily but to absorb uh without judging um there's, there's just i can go on and on and on sympathetic vibrations there's transcending one of my favorites is transcending the self wow um, can go into all of these and there is a harmony of mind body and feeling when you're making music your mind body and feeling are totally integrated together um, which is an unusual state of being you know, that your mind isn't somewhere in because you, your body is always here in the present moment, but your mind could be elsewhere. But in music you're all together, you're whole, music makes us whole, because that's one of the reasons. And then there's silence. You know, musicians can really get into silence and appreciate silence. And that's, silence is not an absence, it's a presence. And um, that's, that's like the last stage, that's the last, the payoff, is going beyond sound and beyond silence.
0: That's really crazy that you mentioned the the connection between um, mind, body, soul, and you use the word harmony. I think that's so cool. And, you know, with music, no, it's just, it's, it's really, I, I love that. That's, that should be like the mantra for today's episode, because I feel like the, I'm learning so much about how music really is so healing and we're so lucky to have it really, you know, whether or not you make it or listen to it. I mean, Pixie, do you have any any like exercises or certain meditation routines that you do before your sessions, or anything that you know has really helped you write some of your songs, or any particular song that you've written um, and you feel like meditation has really helped you dig into something that wouldn't you wouldn't have otherwise? Yeah, I feel
2: like because um, I think I started meditating about two or three years ago, I think. And um, when I started to really get into it was when I was actually in LA. And the only reason I go to LA is to write music. So I was going to this um, studio out there called Unplug, which I was telling you guys about yesterday. Um, Mm -hmm. And they do these amazing classes. And I remember I was just like wandering around Melrose um, on my own one Sunday, because I was voice resting. And uh, I stumbled across it. And I, I can't remember, but it was something like, oh, um, they do classes like uh, 40 minute classes all day and you can just yeah. like drop in, take a class and then scoot back out. And it was almost like they said it was like a blow dry bar, but for meditation, you know, like when we can go to the drive bar and get our hair done. Oh, that's out. so cool. And make you feel better. Oh. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. So I just started doing these drop in classes. And then the more I did it, the more I just like fell absolutely in love with it and was uh, trying to do it, like trying to drop into these classes every day. Because when you were a new, like signed up new, you can do like unlimited classes like this deal for two weeks. So I just did as many as I could. And I tried all different styles. I tried like visualizing ones. I did breath work. I did um, there's like all different types that they would do throughout the day. And I just tried them all and I just loved it and um yeah since then I've got the app now on my phone I've just kept it up and um yeah it's great for people who are you know going through tough times but also to to keep it up so that when you do hit any tough times you can stay you can go to that place of stillness and it doesn't it doesn't make you um you know out of whack as much you know you can always find that that um calmness that you sort of like build over time from going to meditation and I always think as well like it's I don't think you can do it wrong like it's not you know some of my friends I'm like I'll give this a go and they're like oh no but I can't because my thoughts are everywhere and I can't sit still and I can't but I honestly don't think you can do it wrong obviously the more you do it the more um used to it you get but um As long as you're just sitting there and being like aware whether you're just focusing on your breath or the words that they're saying in the app in your ears. Um, yeah, you're still meditating, you're still doing it. Um and yeah, I've just I've just loved it. Um oh sorry, that wasn't even the question, was it? Yeah, so sorry, I did it in LA and I was doing it before going to my sessions. I went off on a tangent there. Um I was doing it before going into my sessions, my writing sessions, and it definitely just you know, made me in a just a really good headspace, great zone for writing. And like you were saying yesterday, Jenna, um, when you write, you feel like it comes through you. Like it would be really cool to be like meditate. And then a lot of people like I've spoken to other people who meditate, um, this guy who writes books, he was like, "I, I sit there, I meditate in the morning. And then like the words just come straight out off onto the page and it just like comes through um so it's just a great way of like clearing and focusing your your mind oh I my god that's
0: <laughs> no 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 i love that that's exactly you know it's like you almost like you're enlightened you know it's like it's something it's something so so in a way i guess like as much as i don't practice meditation i think i in some ways i do I, and maybe it's just something that that in the sense of You know, when I can only relate it to songwriting, but like, yeah, I guess like when you're sort of focusing in on something and you feel like you let the universe take a hold of of you in a way and you just feel like, like, oh my God, this isn't like you become something else. It's really, it's really interesting. Um, But I feel that that it happens as well
2: without realizing when you're performing, when I'm performing, I get that. Like, I feel like i Zone, that everything is just aligned it's like my best feeling ever obviously that's why I love performing but I feel on that level when I'm performing as well I feel like it comes through
0: I mean that's really I was actually Richard I was gonna like do you have any techniques or anything that you feel as a performer or for anybody for that matter um when you're nervous or you have a lot of anxiety or you feel like you may have a panic attack because some people don't can't really identify what a panic attack is obviously right so if you're feeling you know those ways what what do you feel like are the ways that you you think that somebody can use as techniques for that if they don't know how to meditate before
3: well you should always have a plan b which is to have a tranquilizer at, at hand I'm kidding.
0: Okay.
4: <laughs> um, oh my God. I was like, wait. <laughs> that's
3: amazing. So I, I wanted to follow up with some of the things you've been saying. Uh, okay. so, so, Pixie had mentioned that, that when, when meditation, she finds the benefits, she wants to tell other people about it. And that's something I totally identified because when <laughs> I was able to do it after a lifetime of struggle and seeing how music prepared me and able to do it, I wanted everybody to know hey, you can do this. You already have the skills and the sensibilities to do this. So so, so I completely identify with that. And on, on the point that the both of you were making, that when we make music, we may be playing an instrument, but we feel like we ourselves are instruments of something else, something bigger than us that's expressing itself through us, which is why people like Bob Dylan said, I don't write the songs, the songs write me.
0: That's yes, cool. uh, I love that line. It caused goosebumps. I was so cool. "Oh my god, it is the, literally so true."
3: Yeah, but here's the here's the rub, though. See, um, people have to. You go on stage, and you are this. As Pixie was saying, and you were saying, Jenna, you are this performer where you're transcending yourself. It's, it's you're not your little self anymore, but you're going beyond mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like Bruce Springsteen said, I rise up and I vanish into the music. That's because, so cool. <gasps> oh, wow. really?
4: Really? I love it. This is so great.
3: But then what happens is that the music stops. And, you, you know, he says he rises up. Well, you got to come down off the stage and you got to come down mm-hmm. off your high. And now you have to live with yourself. Right. And you have to face the challenges of your life. And so how do you do that? Well, as you guys have been saying, one of the techniques is to train yourself, to train your body and your mind. This is not only mental training. This is training your entire being to learn how to find the sanctuary within yourself, to find the stillness, as Pixie said, within yourself, to feel that I belong here in the present moment, and to be okay with that, and to learn how to tolerate all these negative or toxic things that might happen. And learn how to just be with them and how to handle them in a calm peaceful compassionate manner compassionate to yourself compassionate to the world
0: wow it's so it's so it's so interesting like you have the way you talk almost is like already so calming. It's so funny. Yeah. Like as I'm listening to you talk, I immediately, I'm like, wow, why do I feel so relaxed? Yeah. <laughs> I just need your Richard. I need your voice in my ear all the time. No, but um, it's really, no, but you know what? It's, there's not, it's obviously no mistake, right? That this is a very real thing in terms of like, you know, being able to have that connectivity in the sense of like, um, you know, like I always think, I'm kind of. I thought it was crazy for thinking I'm an empath, but in some ways, I really. Because sometimes, like you, when you go in and you feel energies, you know what I mean. Like you go into a room and immediately you feel bad, or immediately, immediately, like you don't know why you feel a certain type of way, but you feel it. It's almost a good thing because it means you're like very connected to to something that's so unknown in a way. So I think that that's that's actually a, a, a gift, and I think for a long time it's almost scary, and 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 I don't know for sure, but I almost think maybe that made the panic attacks worse cuz it's scary to, to to go in and feel so much and i'm like how are you identifying what this is and is am i supposed to be feeling this but if you're able to control it and and find the calm in it and be able to use it as like a, a power then it's pretty cool i mean it's 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 something that's like wow it doesn't even feel human right i mean i don't even know what to call that
3: yeah. well i think i think you know before when the panic attack came, it surprised you, right? You would yeah, not it was. Okay, yeah. so now you're more aware of the symptoms of when it can start. I mean, it, I haven't gotten over panic attacks. So I can tell when it's going to start, and yeah, then I mean- I'll address it. I'll face it, and I'll breathe with it. I'll say, "Okay," and, and and the body just takes care of itself. You know, it is a physical training. You're conditioning yourself to learn how you're gonna tip into anxiety in, in, in a dangerous way. You learn that and your body learns how to calm itself, the mind body together in harmony, to calm yourself down and be okay. And that's training, it's just like you go to the gym or do your yoga a couple times a week or every week on a consistent basis. It's the same thing, it's a consistent training.
0: Like how long do you meditate for? for both of you? How long do each of you meditate a day? Whoever yeah. goes. <laughs> 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 um so
2: i i'm like i, I tr- i'm trying to be what's it called regular um but i do fail sometimes but basically my app um is what i use because i find that the easiest and i think um you know anyone that's new to meditation i do recommend using an app because i think it's just an easy way to get into it and um most days, I don't know, sometimes it's, most of the time I do 12 minutes and then I have like a 20-minute one before bed that helps me go to sleep so I sort of fall asleep whilst listening to it. Um, but sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's 20 minutes, sometimes if I know I've only got five minutes, I'll still do, still do the five-minute one. I think even doing a two-minute one still helps. The app that I have has literally a meditation for everything. It Like, you know, sleep or before an event or... Um, if you're stressed or um, manifesting this or there's hangover and there's stuff for everything. Um, So you can just literally choose which one you're feeling on the day. Wait, which app is this? Sorry. This is the unplug app. It's like I work for Unplugged. I just talk about them all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> but um, I don't, by the way. But um, they are amazing. And that's that's from going to those classes in LA. Then I started using their app. And um, it's just a really easy way to get. Them. they have amazing, loads of different teachers. You can pick which one's your favorite, how many minutes you want to do it for. Um,
0: and I do. I talk about At it. See? That's the one. I, I, it's funny because we had somebody ask about that. So I'm going to get this right now.
2: Okay, there we go, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I always, I um, I try and spread the word, like, as much as I can, but then I'm always preaching and I'm not always, sometimes I miss a day, but I, I can tell, like, if I'm doing it consistently, it's much, it's better to be consistent, you know, and have a regular routine with it. But, you know, sometimes you're so busy and you're late and you're rushing out the door and you're like, yeah. you can always, you can always find time, like, even if I'm in a taxi and I just put my earphones in and then I'm on the way somewhere. get it done then
0: um yeah it's really crazy because that's actually so it made me think of something too is that when when you are in a rush and you're out the door and you're like so nervous and you get anxiety it's like almost affects whatever you do next you know so that could be even cool to listen in the cab or relax yourself to go to a meeting or because i find that like when i'm super anxious it affects my mood when i walk in the door and i'm like oh i don't want that okay richard your turn (laughs)
3: well i think it's interesting that pixie talked about she went to classes first right where she really locked into it right yeah then you took up the apps so that's you know there's a lot of apps and uh but i thought it was interesting that you started with classes uh, yeah
2: and if if they had a studio here and it was open at the moment i i would put i love going to the classes because you're in a group of people like you're doing it together and the experience is just very focused. We do it for 40 minutes. And that's where I really fell in, in in love with it.
3: Yeah. And I would say that the way that you've been able to be disciplined about this and dedicated to it and actually keeping up your practice is because you are a musician that, <laughs> that has trained you to be dedicated and consistent with practice. Um, I, you know, it it all depends on the time of the year. A minimum would be thirty minutes a day, uh, twenty minutes in the morning and ten minutes at night. Uh, from May to September, I usually meditate an hour a day. Um, one day a week, I have a day of mindfulness, which is two hours a day. And then three wow. weeks out of the year, I'll I'll go on retreat and I'll meditate eight hours a day.
2: Uh, That's amazing. Al-
3: almost the entire waking hour. It makes a difference. It's like, you know, practicing an instrument. Someone's
0: got to call. (laughs) Practicing an instrument. Yeah, but that's, it's so true. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like the, the, the meditation for eight hours, like, is that the one that, that you go and you don't talk for a week? Have you done that? I'm assuming you probably have.
3: Well, it's supposed to, you're supposed to, you know, exist in noble silence, they call it. Right. Um, you know, I've gone to the Zen Center. Um, you know, there is a little bit of whispering, uh, you know, like what time is uh, the dinner or whatever.
0: Oh, really? Um,
3: but it's it's more or less like that. I mean, you're just devoting every waking moment to uh, meditating. And by the way, you, you meditate while you walk. You know, there's walking meditation. I, I consult a few people that just can't sit, but they love to do mindful walking. So you, w- everything that you do, you do mindfully. You know, you, mindf- you eat when you eat, you're mindfully eating. When you're listening, you're mindfully listening. Um, and that's, that's the beauty of mindfulness. It's as if meditation, the concentration part of meditation, is when you're rehearsing, whether you're practicing on your own, the songs that you've written before you perform or whatever, or with a band, whatever. And then mindfulness is when you actually perform what you've been rehearsing, you perform on the world stage with your relationships with people, whether it's professional or personal, with your activities in the day. You're doing it as mindfully, ideally, you're doing it mindfully. Uh, and that's something that you can practice all throughout the day.
0: So, it's so funny. What is, is there any meditations like those week long ones that are, are that you suggest that people like? Because I've always wanted to try one, but I wasn't sure. I've heard Would of certain. like
2: the the no talking ones? Like the I feel, the no talk.
0: That's the one I feel like. I I feel like people have told me, and you tell me, Richard. I mean, I'm that's why I'm very curious about it. But I, I know a lot of people that have done that. It has absolutely changed their life. Like when they go and they just absolutely turn off. So I don't know if if that's. I mean, I'm asking. What do you What do you what are your thoughts?
3: I don't think it's not a controversial thing to say that going on retreats and meditating for extended periods of time mm-hmm. yields benefits that you just can't get. Uh, at the same time, you do want to have the daily practice if it's 20 minutes a day or whatever it might be like. Right. As Pixie mentioned, five minutes a day, whatever that is. You want them both. You want that balance of every day. I know people that have gone on retreats and say, well, the e-ticket is actually to go on retreat and also to meditate every day. But there's no question that you get deeper and deeper um, and you go places you can't go to if you're not on retreat. Now, being on retreat, what, what I mean by that is just devoting more time to meditating. You don't have to go to a place, a certain place that's formal necessarily. I mean, the Buddha didn't go anywhere on retreat. He sat by himself under a tree. Um, it's, it's about the time you're putting in the time and the effort that you're putting into it, not where you do it or the, the, the silence part of it. You you know, you, you could sit, that's not necessary. What's necessary, what's good and beneficial is the more time that you're putting into it. The, the benefit of going someplace where you don't have to worry about where my next meal is coming from is, it give you less things to worry about. You can, right. You know what I mean? You cannot check your social media. You can do that on your own. You don't have to hand in your cell phone. There's a lot of things you can do on your own. But the one thing that I find uh, when I do these personal retreats is, uh, you know, figuring out what am I going to have for dinner? You know, it's (laughs) nice not to have to think about that. But otherwise, it's just a matter of the time you put in
0: well actually no that's a really good point because that's why people we do writing camps right because obviously when you go away to a writing camp it's like you don't you know it's as simple as having to drive down the street to get something or getting groceries or thinking about a bill you have to pay right or 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 you know forgetting to call someone back like when you're at a writing camp the whole idea is to be able to focus on the song all day whereas like now we have so much access to social media as you said and other things that it's so easy to get distracted in that process and again, back to the same thing that we've been saying is like writing a song is so it's it, it's a form of meditation in the sense that if you lose focus, you may not write as good of a song because it's like, you know, the distractions from the world may influence or distract that feeling from really coming out. I found anyway, so.
1: We have a great question that just came in. A viewer looking for some advice. I hear so many benefits of meditation and, and have always wanted to join in and try it. But for me personally, I have Tourette syndrome and meditation does not seem possible. Even though I become good at controlling my condition, I still can't physically stay still and quiet completely. Do you have any tips on, someone, on how someone like me could approach meditation?
3: Oh, interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, walking meditation, mindful walking. Like I said, I know people that, Similarly, cannot sit still. They just can't. Uh, so they can walk, though, and that's a way. That's a very legitimate way. I mean, the famous, probably one of the two most famous uh, teachers of meditation in the world, Thich Nhat Hanh, has made a huge mission about teaching mindful walking, walking meditation. How beneficial that is! Wow. You get a lot of benefits, and it's focusing on your breathing and walking very slowly, mindfully. Um, and you walk like a free person, free from the past, free from the future, and you realize what a miracle it is to walk on earth. It's not a miracle to walk on the moon or walk on water. Walking on the earth, he says, is the miracle. So that's one thing you can do. There are various movements that that you can um, incorporate. There's methods where they they move the fingers when they count the breath or, or say certain words. I don't remember what the words are. But you can improvise your own movements, um, just counting breaths up to five or 10, however you want. So there are ways to incorporate movement into um, meditation. Slow movement, minimal movement, but um, it works it's, it, and it has many benefits.
0: Wow. That's really cool. That's very interesting. Um, actually, this is probably a good time to move into a couple other questions. I've no, I know I've seen a lot of good ones come up. Hannah, do you have? Do you have a couple that you wanted I to?
2: Thought, can I ask one question to Richard? Oh yeah. Um, I just wondered. You know, obviously, you're you've been meditating for years, like you said, you know, since seventeen, but fifteen years, like solid. Over that t- over that time, is there? Was there like a real transitional meditation where you had like a really amazing experience that sticks out in your brain or just like a really like a massive realization that you remember the most?
3: No, there have been a lot of them. There have been gradually, um, even when it was just like 40 minutes a day, there are certain things that come to you realize, oh. My, my consciousness is not limited by being inside the bones of my skull. This is, this is limitless. And, and you, you get these, what I guess they call it gradual realizations. Um, so you, you get many of them. Um, and, and the key is not to expect, oh, the last time I meditated, I was able to do X, Y, Z. So mm-hmm. I should be able to do it now. It's always different. And hmm. uh, you can't have an expectation because it's not going to happen the way it happened exactly the same way necessarily.
4: Uh-huh.
3: Um, so it's good not to have expectations. But yes, the, in terms of many different realizations as you go along, um, I mean the whole science of this in Buddhism, the gates of enlightenment, and all this stuff that there are all these different stages.
4: Uh-huh.
3: Um, and I think that's true. There are different stages and different realization. Obviously, you've had. Some uh, realizations yourself in 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 the practice that you have, but it also I would say that you can have these with with um, a few hours a day. You don't have to go on retreat, but uh, maybe that's a that's a quicker way uh, on retreat. Yeah,
2: I would love to do a retreat, but I I don't know if I could do the one where you
0: can't talk for the whole ten days. I know that that feels very that that. That to me is so um, daunting. I feel yes, that's done it, Richard. But I didn't know that you could whisper. Even I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, the Zen center where I've been, there's you know this minimal talking, but there is talking, and then they give a, a lecture, and then yeah, a lecture, you ask questions. And by the way, again, you don't have to do this formally. You right. You can go to a, an Airbnb and rent it for a three days or a week or whatever. And just spend as much time as you can meditating. You get a lot of benefit from that. You don't have to formally go. They call that personal retreats. I favor those, by the way. I, I, I'm better at that than you know regimenting and you know having to fold your napkin a certain way.
0: But then it takes a lot more self-discipline, right? So that's that. Yeah, because I can say, oh, I'm going to go there for three days and do
2: it. But then when I get there, am I going to be on my Instagram? <laughs> I don't know um yeah I would love to to think that I would be able to do it you know and have the the discipline because that sounds lovely
0: I mean the idea of being able like that's the thing to me about you know going to something like a retreat that's planned and you know obviously discipline the discipline factor as much as it may be really hard and obviously like something that is daunting I think Part of it, it's the same thing as like having to, you know, go on a diet or having to, you know, these kind of things. Like, it's still, e- these things aren't easy. Working out every day, like trying, you know what I mean? We have to, we have to force ourselves to be, to do these things. Even that's why I like going to workout classes because you know that if you sign up for a class, you don't want to not show up or if you paid for it or something, right? It's like, so I don't know. The self discipline part is very challenging. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I would, what, how do you do that? I mean, it's really so much of your, on yourself, right? To, to make yourself show up and do it. I mean, is there tricks for that? So, it makes
3: you write songs all the time.
0: That's right. But that, but that's a lot. That comes from passion and drive, you know? I feel like, you know, here's the thing. I really find that self love for people is super challenging in the sense that I think it's easy to put yourself last. You know, as much as like, you know, and especially in the culture that we live in today, everything's online and people want to show off what they're doing. So they may put something on Instagram so it seems like they're doing okay. And oh my God, my life is so great and I'm so happy because they want to present to the world that they're doing okay, but they're actually doing terrible. Do you know what I mean? So it's like they're not actually taking care of themselves because they're more concerned on what other people might think that they feel rather than how they actually feel so to me like that's something that how do you unlearn those things like how do you how do you even like teach start teaching yourself hey it's more important for me to feel good than to like present on instagram or something like how do you even go about telling teaching yourself these things or helping you
3: do you do certain things that that are for your benefit i mean you brush your teeth every day You take a shower. You're taking care of your physical hygiene. You you have to conceive of it as I'm taking care of my mental, emotional, and spiritual hygiene. It's it's just another thing that I have to do every day. And and as Pixie said, it could be five minutes, two minutes. It's just something just like, yeah, you comb your hair every day, right? You're doing these things for your physical appearance, your physical (laughs) health, physical hygiene. What about your mental health? What about your emotional? It's like Kendrick Lamar said. Uh, worried about your career what about your health Mm. meditation is a must it don't hurt if you try so you're thinking too much plus you're too full of yourself worried about your career what what about your health
0: it's Mm. so true Richard it is so true and that's and that's the thing huh sorry Jen
2: I always think on that like if if your your mind and and your your a-game here with, you know, working out for your mind, not just your body or your physical appearance, then everything else sorts itself out. You know, you can achieve amazing things when you're all fantastic here. So that's why meditation for me is like a priority because I think once that's um, sorted out, everything else is so much
0: easier, you know? Oh my God, a hundred percent. I think the the times that I have meditated and really been able to find a place that it's really helped calm me like when I've really you know gone there and felt like connected um I mean there's nothing that that makes you feel better like it's just so it's so crazy what your body can do or how much control we have over our entire being it's pretty scary actually in the best way I think right (laughs) (laughs) but um but Richard it's funny too Jenna because we
1: We hop onto Zooms, I mean, in this COVID era, but we hop onto Zooms and we have to look a certain way, but we never think about our mental health in those situations. We're always thinking about the perception of other people onto us, how we look physically, how we appear versus taking care of who we are on the inside. So I think that's super interesting.
0: Very interesting. Oh my god, it's it's so true. And I think it's just it's propelled in today's culture. And so I think that it's like how that's one one of the reasons why I really felt like doing these kind of conversations, not only for other people, but just for me or anybody participating in these conversations has been, you know, so nice. Cause I think speaking also is a form of meditation, just because it's obviously like if you speak the words into the universe then you manifest it and that's obviously something that's so powerful um so i'm actually curious richard i was gonna ask that was gonna be my next thing i I would love for you to talk about your book a little bit just in in this if there's any people watching or listening um you know just music as a way of a bridge to mindfulness like that's so interesting to me or if there's any tips i know there's like the 12 steps that you have or anything that you wanted to mentioned
3: yeah there there are 12 bridges um connecting i, I actually sorry <laughs> Twelve bridges yeah and then probably chose 12 i mean i could have found there's probably 17 but i ended up with 12 because that's i mean
0: smart i i mean i don't know if you meant did you mean it like the 12 it's like the recovery
3: probably subconsciously yeah. that he it, yeah. it's 12 you know right but um like the 12 commandments but um each of the bridges has its own techniques. You know, the, the, some of them have one technique, some two, teaching you how to uh, practice meditation in different ways. Um, some of it's mindfulness, some of it's concentration, some of it's compassion. It's just uh, different techniques that connect with each uh, relationship between music and mindfulness. So um, it's, I think reading materials uh, on this subject, I do it all the time. I've been meditating 15 years now, seriously, and I'm constantly reading up on it. It's you—you you need to re the reinforcement, the encouragement. You need to encourage yourself to keep going, and uh, it's just, it's it's another way to um, encourage yourself to learn how to to have a practice, and um, hopefully it refines your practice and helps your awareness training and helps an understanding of how these techniques work and why it's good to do them.
0: That's really cool.
3: Um. Especially, by the way, especially for music heads. Like, it's meant, you don't have to be a musician, you could, but if you're, if you're phonocentric, you know, they say there's three kinds of people, uh, kinesthetic, visual, and phonocentric. Of course, we're a combination of all three, but there's one that dominates. So people that are phonocentric, those people uh, will naturally um, be attracted to some of these techniques, which are based on listening. A lot of them are based on listening, and, um, and it's very helpful in terms of getting into some deep meditative states.
0: So crazy, because I feel like that makes so much sense, because sound, sound, sound is so powerful. Um, and I think that, like again, like you said, even if you're a music lover and you listen to music, it's just such a powerful heal, like, way of healing. Whether, you know, it's like so people people listen to a song in a restaurant or a store and it may affect their day and they may not even know it, mm. right? Because They may hear it and it may somehow ingrain in their, you know, in, or in their being or whatever and they leave the store feeling, you know, better, worse or whatever it is, but it affected them and they don't know why, which is so incredible for what music does, you know? And I think that obviously meditation isn't built all around music, but I do think the aspect of it, around music is pretty cool. And I relate to it, obviously. So I think we all do. Um, I think we should do a couple more questions that I see. I saw a couple really good ones come in. Um, Hannah, do you have them? Yes.
1: So we have a question that came in. Do you think meditation could help with the grieving process? I feel so disconnected a lot of the time and wondering if it may help.
2: Um. I mean, I, I, um, as not, I'm not as much as an expert as, as Richard, but um, I think that it helps with everything. I'm just talking from my own experience. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that it does really help with everything. So, I, obviously, going through something like that is is very, very hard. I think it's the hardest thing that you can go through. Um, and it's definitely helped me. And I can only talk from my own experience. So I would definitely recommend. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I would agree uh, that it helps everything. Um, Mindfulness helps you have a relationship to your emotions rather than being stuck in them or captivated by them. So the grieving is there, but there's some space between yourself and your experience of the grieving and allows for some. Um, way to control your response somewhat to what's happening and it does again you can find the sanctuary within yourself to find the peace within yourself to be able to deal with it a little bit better than without it
0: wow that's so cool i was thinking too richard if you feel comfortable um i thought it might be nice to to end the episode on a guided meditation from you
2: yeah
0: <laughs> i actually haven't
2: done mine yet today so this is good
0: <laughs> i mean we don't know if he's going to yet <laughs> oh i'm oh, sorry <laughs> Oh no, no i don't know i just thought listen okay. the people watching for us for i mean i know that you guys are much better than i am but i would love it i mean it would be so nice to to learn
3: okay we do a we do a quick one
0: <clears throat> okay
3: one Okay, so the first thing is to settle in, to settle into where you're sitting, right? And um, this is going to be a little bit hard for me because they were telling me my my voice is low and it gets even lower when I do this. (laughs) Um, So I guess I'm going to move in here. be aware of where your feet are on because the floor, because that's holding you up right now. And be aware of your posture.
0: Okay, and I want to see spots. Yeah, I'm gonna... find,
3: a, find a comfortable place where you to
0: Indiana? I'm going to get comfortable and I need to have a better posture for this. Okay. Oh, there we go. It's
3: good. It's good. Okay. Now, you, you, you want to have a balance between being alert right? And being relaxed, like a guitar string, you know, if you tune it too tight, it's going to break, but if it's too loose, there's no tonality. Nobody fall
2: asleep on this. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody fall asleep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right.
3: Exactly. Don't fall asleep. So you have to stay with some dignity. Okay. You want to be relaxed, right? And your hands are on your legs. Sometimes you want them on your knees or right behind your knees, but closer to you, whatever feels good, is helping you to sit up. And for this meditation, you can close your eyes, okay? And right now, just breathe deeply. And be aware that you're sitting. I'm sitting and I know that I'm sitting. I'm breathing and I know that I'm breathing. visualize a warm light of awareness that's at the top of your head, and move that light down all through your body. And that light brings peace and relaxation. If you find any tension, just have that light relax it. Now focus your awareness on where your body is making contact with the chair. Now focus your awareness on where your feet are making contact with the ground. Now notice how your body is moving as you breathe. You're sitting still, and you're moving at the same time. Your chest is rising as you inhale, falling as you exhale. Now notice the sound of your breathing. Listen to the sound of your breathing as if it is the sound of music. It's the sound of your life. So your awareness now is both on your body breathing and the sound of your breathing. You have nothing to do. You have nowhere to go. Just breathe. This is where you belong, here in this moment. We're going to take a few more deep breaths. And you slowly open your eyes, very slowly. Continue to breathe. Gaze down. Now you can open your eyes.
0: Wow, that was amazing. Whoa, that's crazy. I love that. <gasps> Hannah, how do you feel?
1: I feel great. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Wait, Richard, that was so good, Pixie. How do you? How do you feel? I loved it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> huge smile. So did you?
0: <laughs> I I like. Wow, Richard, you're so. I really felt that. That's yeah,
2: your voice it. is is so soothing. I need your voice on my app now as well. I know. Do you have an app?
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Well, My favorite bit bit was when you said, this is where you belong. I know. And I was like,
0: oh. I liked when you, like, the light part because that really focused me because I feel like I kept on seeing the light and it made me feel, yeah, I guess, and then when you said, this is where you belong, I really, like, I really felt that, like, in my, everything, like, wow. Like, I feel, like, so calm right now. Like, usually my hands shake a little and they're not shaking, so.
3: That was incredible oh we, we should do it again you
0: know we'll do it again we will and honestly this is so cool because we're going to also put this up on um DSPs on spotify and apple so people can go back and and we can even go back and and do it again which is cool
3: yeah, we I, should, we'll do I don't again. know if you've ever
0: meditated Hannah
3: really needs it hannah hannah really needs it <laughs>
0: I do. <laughs> um, Richard, I was going to say, I don't know if you um, ever meditated to your own voice, but it will be up for you to go listen to it.
3: <laughs> I do all the time, right? It's the voice in my head. Oh, okay.
1: And for everyone watching, I've shared a link to the Unplug app that Pixie spoke about, as well as Richard's book, um, the link to Amazon. So feel free to go ahead and download and purchase. Thank
2: you. I can't wait to read your book, Richard.
0: Thank you. I, I am so grateful to have you guys here today. This was amazing. And honestly, like, we need to do a part two. So please, let's, let's, let's get a part two together because this was absolutely incredible. I mean, maybe there's something to do with this being the seventh episode, seventh heaven, saying, <laughs> maybe that's the name of this episode. <laughs>
2: yeah seven's my lucky number as well so i was pleased oh my I god no, i love you were,
0: i'm getting too many goosebumps <laughs> No, but um uh, actually i'm not even kidding it'd be kind of a cute title for this episode yeah i'm what up you- for
2: that thank you so much for having thank me you. on it and for doing these green rooms it's amazing
0: that you're doing them jenna i mean i i'm just trying to you know listen i i mean Just the fact that I can log off and now go on with my day and feel a little bit more peaceful, selfishly is nice, but also to be able to give back to this community of mental health, because, you know, it is something that I struggle with my whole life. And I know that tons of creatives do and the whole world does. And I think it's something that people are becoming more comfortable in talking about. And I think it's pretty cool because, you know, I've said this before, but growing up, you know, is kind of like not something that you talked about. It was like, oh, you you know, you have anxiety or you have these issues and it's like an embarrassing thing. But now I'm proud of it. And I feel that it's something that not only I can, you know, get something from, but also I hope to be able to share my experiences, your guys' experiences, and also have us come together and feel like some sense of relief. Because even now, still like man, being being even doing stuff like public speaking doesn't have even have to be in the context of like being in entertainment, it could be as simple as being at a party or being, you know, it's somebody's birthday and they say, stand up or wedding, hey, stand up and say something. It's like, oh my God, that's like, how do you deal with that? Like little stuff like that, right? I mean, so anyway, this is why I feel that these things are necessary and for people to, you know, feel comfortable to talk about mental health. So,
3: well, it's beautiful what you're doing. It's just, yeah. it's just so necessary and you're reaching a demographic that you're one of the few people that can reach and both of you guys and all you guys, it's fantastic. It's so necessary and it's so important. And the way that you're open to learning and so have such intellectual curiosity about how all this works is very inspiring, very motivating.
0: I mean, I feel the same. I mean, you're, you guys are absolutely amazing. And obviously Pixie is a good friend and I'm just meeting you, Richard, but honestly, you're like, you're pretty special. You're like, an angel. No,
4: are. better.
0: Like I honestly feel like very moved by you. It's, it's it's really um. Me too. Really um, I'm really really thankful. So.
4: Me too. And, Thank,
0: well, you. Time you guys. <laughs> Thank you. So much, guys. This has been fun. Let's are- do it again soon. Yes, and thank you, Dash Radio, for 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 obviously putting this on. It's been really nice to to do it with Dash. So anyway, see you guys next time. You Bye next guys. Time. Love okay. Bye. Bye.
4: Thanks everybody.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to episode seven with Pixie Lot and Richard Wolf. Thanks, Pixie and Richard, for being so open and thank you for the guided meditation, Richard. That was just amazing. And for anyone listening, please make sure to go grab Richard's book, In Tune, Music as the Bridge to Mindfulness. And you can also check us out on YouTube at the Jenna Andrews, Instagram and Facebook at the Green Room Talks, and Twitter at underscore Green Room Talks. And as always, stay positive, try to meditate, and um, take time for yourself.